Yes, yes, yes. Yo, 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 yo. It's like alien tongues. Yeah. Oh, do you want to speak in tongues, Joey, to start this off? Um, no. <laughs> Had you guys already discussed that bit? No. <laughs> that was all improvised, if wow, you can believe it or damn. not. <laughs> damn, like pros. Can you speak in tongues, Cass? Um, I haven't tried, and I don't know if I want to try right now. I don't now. think it's even something you try. I guess it is. But I've spoken in tongues a few times. Does oh, it? yeah. yeah. R- on Ramin's podcast, he has people speak in tongues, right? Does he? Or like, I feel like I did once on his podcast where it's like kind of just like, let it flow, see what comes out. And you just end up sounding racist because you say stuff oh. in like weird accents. Pinky, pinky, punky. I feel like for me, it's just borderlining. Like I've just seen too many cringe people just speaking in tongues and like yeah, love light language. And how come like all the Christians who are speaking in tongues sound exactly the same as the like love light people going like? Well, that's what's interesting about it to me. It's well, it's the language of love, Joey. Light it, language is beyond. Okay, well, the, I might be uh, categorizing it wrong. I just mean when people... I mean, I was fucking around. Well, oh, okay, I was going to say, like, <laughs> oh, like the freaking... The lady I sent you on Instagram the other day. Yeah. The girl going into a full... Like, I actually think there is a benefit to, again, it's like chanting and all these things. Uh, yeah. But I guess when people are like... They're just so, like... Like, you can see it's just their mind. It's like, okay, you're outputting as much as you can think, like, as fast as you can. It's a hard thing to capture on film, so when it is captured on film, it's a Mm. little sus. But I've felt good. I've spoken gibberish and felt very good, actually. Yeah. It's like you're creative in a way that's like... Uh, it's like a it's like a loose valve. You can just let it all go, and you don't have to worry about making sense or anything. Or even like when I used to freestyle rap, I would just freestyle to the beat, speaking gibberish, but I'd be on beat, and I was like, oh, that was cool. I've heard people like Gabriel do light language or whatever, and I don't know if that's just I'm high or whatever, but I'm like, I understood every word. Do you know what I mean? I agree a thousand percent. Even when we were uh, we did that crazy ceremony with mushrooms and Syrian rue, the soma blend in Robert's temple. Uh-huh. And he just chanted the whole time, and he knows like all the fucking Hindu chants, mm. like all of them. And he just did them for like six hours, and it was crazy. I was so high, I understood it. Oh. Yeah, and I could almost, like, I could tap into how they even came up with them. Mm. And it was just a fucking bunch of silly guys silly like us, guys. just smoking <laughs> so much hash and just like wingo, wingo. just adding one thing <laughs> to another to the other. Wingo, 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 wingo. Yeah, <laughs> but it. <laughs> it is like true though, <laughs> but I feel like uh, I feel like it is so true though. It's like the uh, the chanting that you feel like ohm when you ohm with people. The resonance. I don't care if you think that it actually like resonates to people and it's like raising the vibration of that. It feels great if you yeah. ohm with people. It feels great and it's like yeah. a tra- it can be a transcending experience. And like even when we were on the first part of this film and we met those people and um, uh, where were we saw the dancing people in the street, uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati for that one night. When we ohmed, I was like, oh, wow, that was awesome. Why don't we do this more often? We just met strangers and, like, ohmed with them. It's, like, a, it's a great way to just get everyone on the same vibe. You never feel worse after doing that. No. And actually, the, the longer you do it, the better. I think I'm just being, I think I'm, like, in my teenage fe- phase of spirituality where I'm just, like, I know that I could set intentions and I know I could be loving and I know I could do blessings and I do all that stuff and I have done all that stuff, but now I'm in the, like, 
twisted joker fuck it stage of things where I'm just I don't know I, I'm not saying I want to be here I'm just it's it's interesting I'm in the same place it's a good way same. to put it too I know like, I was just thinking that like it's just a teenager <laughs> like who's just like eh, whatever you I know. know it's real but I want to find my own way to do it <laughs> I remember I used to like when I first discovered all this stuff I'd listen to so much Terrence McKenna and one of the things he would say that like upset me was like that he didn't have like he was like I've shopped all the, the uh, I've shopped every shelf of the spiritual supermarket. I see everything they have to offer, and none of it's for me. And I'm like, for real? Like, I just thought it was like, yeah. I just thought it was like cold and jaded and this and that. And it's just like ten years later, I'm around to the same thing. Like, <laughs> there's really nothing somebody else could offer me that I couldn't find myself, and it yeah. and, and it helped me more. Yeah. So that's. I think it's so interesting you say that because it's like, a again, it's like that you can find yourself like it might sound cocky ego whatever it's like i do think of myself as a shopper or maybe not even a shopper just a borrower i don't even know just walking through like you'll find things that apply to you and it's like no no one's gonna make this more make more sense than i can make it make sense to myself and apply to my life yeah exactly like and it sounds cocky, but it's not because I need everyone else's, you know, modalities of thought to to come to me for me to be like, oh, I want that one. Oh, that one works. That one works. Yeah. And it changes all the time, I think. Mm. But yeah, I do feel that like teenage philosophy. Petulance. Yeah. yeah. Angst. Yeah. Yeah, you're just like pushing the boundaries. You're just like, well, and also just like a push up against like not taking anything too seriously, like any moment or like even... I have these, we want to do things, and I know that, like, there's manifestation and stuff, but I'm like, at what cost, though? I don't know. Because, <laughs> 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 you know, who? like, do you really want to fuck with life and the natural flow of things? Like, who am I to say I want life to go in a certain way? Yeah, yeah. I'm not expressing this well. No, but I, but I know what you're saying. It, well, it's kind of like... Like imposing, you know, mm-hmm. and like, who am I to impose my desires on things? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like this is going down. Either it's way. going down. I'm mm. going to try to show up and be grateful yeah. and take what's coming. Yeah. But I think it took a lot of spiritual practice and trial and error to get to that place where you're like, oh, actually, my religion is just being grateful and present. It's yeah. It's like it's like a very long and twisted journey to get to a very simple answer or a question that you want to follow and it's like same thing with the art like again we were talking about this earlier like our friend Fraser came to shoot with us the last trip for like a night and yeah. he's like what <laughs> what you guys are doing this isn't crazy this is insane you just <laughs> yeah. walk up to people and, do that. and we're like oh shit I guess it is kind of crazy kinda wild. and that's kind of how I feel like my spiritual practices developed first at first I was like oh my god how does everyone not know this I gotta tell yeah, yeah. and then it's like oh wait, wait wait I gotta understand this more and then it gets to like like you have an understanding of it and it's sort of just instilled in you. And mm. then you're kind of like, okay, nothing's blowing my mind. Now it's more of a mundane. Every day is a practice of the what discipline. I've thought. Yeah. Of what I've preached or followed or thought of. Yeah. I've, I feel like it's gotten to a place with me where I'm like, I, d- I went through the same journey as you. Like when mm. I, when I had my awakening, I was like, Oh my God, we need to talk about this. People need to know about this. Like I want to find out what other people are doing. And I kind of like collected all these data points over 10 years. And now I'm like, you know, spirituality is actually deeply personal, like Mm. deeply personal to the point where I don't, I think most people couldn't even speak to it. 
Like I can yeah. barely speak to yeah. my spiritual life. It's such a deeply personal thing that no one else can ever experience. And so are my practices mm. and they're weird. And so it's just like, it's hard to subscribe to any like blanket practice or religion or whatever. To me, that's going to get you there. So life comes no, for yeah. you. It feels like, yeah. like I so badly wanted to be a better person or like assert I am a good person. Now I'm like, I'm not a good person. There's like no way to be like uh free of, I don't know. There's no way to be on a high horse in like American society of like, oh, I'm a good person. I mean, you look at yeah. any one of our habits and you're yeah. like, this is. <laughs> but it's what we're all striving this for. This was made by a Chinese child, a Chinese yeah. child for sure. Yeah, whatever it is, and I'm not, and I'm, and I'm just, just kind of like surrendering, like almost like, life is gonna come for me with these lessons to like, I hope purify me, mm-hmm. I guess, so that I can, samsara or escape the cycle of birth and death, and I just am like. I'm I'm less concerned with how far I am from doing that now. Like, do you know what I mean? I used to yeah. be like, oh, I want this to be my last lifetime, or like, yeah. I really want to, <laughs> I really want to awaken in this lifetime. And I'm mm. like, I'm not so sure. I, not that I don't want to. I'm just like, I'm not so sure. I'm going to live my life judging whether or not that happens. Yeah. Or like with a clinging of like, I gotta reach something, or I need to purify, or I need to. I'm just like. Oh, just try to do right by people the best yeah. you can. Mm. I don't know. Just just do your best. Well, just try a little harder every day. <laughs> the farther you get into the spiritual practices or religious practices or any of these things, it's just a reflection of the human experience. And if anyone mm. can speak to the human experience, that's going to apply to you. So, like, for instance, if it's like, you know, Adrian Rogers is one guy who's like a Christian uh, preacher who like me and my friend Cody will send around to each other. He just does like short experts. He's, he's expired since then, but, um, okay. he's dead. RIP. Uh, uh, but, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it, like people like what? that, <laughs> people like that, uh, come in and he wasn't just like a religious man. He was a humans man. He's traveled the world and really taken religion as a vessel to explore humanity and what it means to be human. And then he'd tell these like parables or stories of mm. the, of the Bible or his own experiences and interweave them because like he's knows the Bible in and out and, and basically will be the translator to like modern English. And he's just a smart, learned traveled guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, he has a religious side, but he's a smart, learned travel guy who's in touch with like feelings. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I, I saw a clip the other day of a rabbi, someone saying like, um, why are you know why are people losing faith in God? And he said, I I don't think people are losing faith in God. I think more and more people are turning to God every day. People are losing faith in religions, and mm, they should because yeah. the religions have failed them. And if your religion's failing you, you should leave it. Yeah. And it was just so like it's like I lo- that, uh, that's Meta. basically my spiritual practice is is seeking out the the truth and, yeah. and honesty and something real in this oh. very performative you know. Uh, mask wearing culture yeah. is is to try to find something like something real that you can relate with and i think that's why we make these movies and everything but it's so refreshing when somebody who is there to like protect the the religion yeah. and, and everything and they're just like oh no people should relieve their religions if it's yeah. failing you if it's making your life feel smaller yeah. you should leave it and there's a reason people are turning their back on religion but he's like don't think they're turning their back on God. They're not. Yeah. They're not. You yeah. can't though. You can't. How could yeah. you? You can't. Yeah. Like, and that's, you're just like, you don't have to look for God. God's here. You know yeah. what I mean? There's yeah. no escaping it. So it's, 
I don't know. Well, the way I've always – and listening to Adrian Rogers did this to me, really what translated what he's saying to me was the second that I took the word God, whenever he said the word God, and I interchanged it with life, yeah. just life, and all of a sudden every single word he said was like – I was like, oh, oh, and it's like it applies so much more. And like life is just – that's what all these religions and all these things are. It's like a um, – it's like a yeah you're, it's it's a reflection of life because you're you're living it that's all we have like of course we're going to experience you know through that i saw someone a fr- old high school middle school friend on say something about how i could i could see they're going through their like new psychedelic yeah birth or whatever yeah. and they were talking about how they uh for all like love songs they like thought of the love song as not speaking to like a person but to god and how every like mm. song was resonating on like a much deeper level oh yeah and that totally resonates with me like, that, that takes me back yeah but it, it still like rings true too yeah. you know where you're like oh every love song you can feel so deeply when you kind of take it out of like the the human form mm. or something yeah yeah and and, and like uh, music kind of uh, like uh when people t- preach scripture music's the same way i can feel the bullshit from a mile away i'm like you just know the right things to sing about and the right chords and everything but this isn't coming from a real place in you like i I don't know yeah maybe that's just me but like no we we've seen a lot of live bands especially on our last film like and some of them you'd be surprised you're like this is what the hype's about you're like this isn't doesn't even feel and we listen to so much live music at so many things and it's like you just know whether like you remember that girl daniel ponders or yeah uh, yeah like danielle ponders like that was uh, we just immediately stopped out of like hours and days of listening to music we stopped at this one we're like oh we should listen to this yeah and you could and you could feel it you're like like uh, we were just trying to walk by the stage and you could feel like something interesting is going on here and like when we were in nashville and we were creeping around and we, we stopped in to see Evan P. Donahue. Mm. And, like, we had, like, good seats or whatever. I didn't realize how many people. He filled the place out. Yeah. And everybody was listening to every note and every word. Yeah. And it's just a guy kind of, like, softly singing and playing guitar up there on stage. And when I looked back, I was like, wow, everybody's hanging on to his every word. Totally. This is incredibly magnetic. And meanwhile, like, we'll go to Halloween and, like, the bands that are, like, trying to get your attention. I'm just like, stop it. Leave well, me the fuck alone. No wonder also, like, all these art forms and stuff are so popular. Like, I, again, hate to take it back to comedy, but not really, because it's, like, oh, it's same nice. thing when you're on stage and everybody's, like, you're always constantly looking for community acceptance and connection in this world. Mm. And then it's, like, sure, it's a little bastardized, but getting on a stage and people listening to you and reacting positively to you and you're impacting them in a positive way, like... That feels so like good because you're, it's like a dose of it that you don't get. You're, when you're going to Walgreens and shit, you're not running into that. It's like you need a heavy dose of that every oh, day. Yeah. And usually it's good if you have, like, again, luxury or whatever. It, it's it, two things. Or it's, it's, it's a scale, but like being with your family, same with like me being so close to my family. It's like a, it can be a blessing and a curse, but it's like those are the little social community connections that build your art too. Like once oh, you have absolutely. those down, people think that that comes – but what's in your life usually, like around you, again, tend to the garden you can touch, is usually the most useful to your art and life. You well, know? and and uh, I think that's why you see a lot of musicians, at least in, in our experience, like we'll get very excited about a band. They'll put out a killer first record and maybe like a killer second or third record. And then they start to get popularity and money mm-hmm. and they start to, I think 
detach a little bit from that stuff. Mm. You know, it's like almost like they, they don't know their roots anymore, so they're not as home. Or they yeah. also are still an, trying. They also are like promised to a record label to produce a certain amount of songs yeah, that or too. album. Yeah. yeah. It's, it starts getting corrupted by a lot of different factors. Yeah. And, and you just kind of like lose the thread. Some people get better as they go along. Some people really don't. They fall off yeah. a cliff. And, it's, and it surprises me because I feel like with songwriting, it should be something you get better and better at. Yeah, it's got to be a hard thing to <clears throat> keep getting better when you're gaining popularity because yeah. you yeah. have a built-in system of where you can get that acceptance. Mm-hmm. You know what they want. Yeah. You know how to give it to them because you've done it in the past. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like even – I was saying this to my friends recently. Like it's so funny to see my friends uh, – before mike and after mike after they bomb or after they do well like my friend even tr- started to film people before the mic and interview them and then he wants to interview them after the mic just you could even do a photo series of that <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> like they've aged 20 years yeah. and it's like if it goes bad and it's like it's just so funny because i always say i, I found like I, ta- I was talking to this one comedian i'm like it's so funny when you bomb you know this is the necessary path to getting better. You know it's part of the equation. You know it's making you better because for better or worse, you're going to do better next time or prepare more, whatever it might be. Work on some things, yet it still hurts so much. It's like, like it's, a breakup. Yeah, you know? yeah. Especially getting out of like a bad relationship or whatever. You're like, God damn, this hurts so bad. You know, your higher self knows. Like, totally. This is making you who you are. This is going to help you produce your magnum opus. This is going to, totally. this is fueling everything, Fuel? it, you know, yeah. it's, it's here for you, yet you still have to have the very human processing and emotions and it's good. That's why we're not gods. I yeah. mean, we are, but like, it's what makes us human. It's, yeah, it's like what Ramda says, it's like, take the human curriculum, like what, what Emmanuel said to him. Yeah. Um, like you're a human, you should be taking the curriculum. You're yeah. in school, why don't you actually take the curriculum? Yeah. You know, you're you're here, why don't you just That's do where the I'm human like a teenager, thing. I'm like pushing. I'm like yeah. let me like how can I like yeah. you know, how can we I don't know what I I don't know I don't We're in our warts and all phase. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like here yeah, here's who we are, we're not perfect, you know. Yeah. Our last podcast uh sent ripples because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we were just sitting on here talking trash. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, I don't regret anything we said, but we also didn't plan for anything we said like yeah, this. Like, yeah. we never talk about what we're going to talk about. We just no. get on here and literally just start talking about whatever comes up. We become fuels. Yeah, but I think fuels. I think it's important to not be scared of the reaction and scared of, like, adjusting or changing. And that's, what, like, I feel yeah. like it sparked conversation in, in a way that, like, allows everyone to kind of understand more and engage with um different things and for us to engage deeper and mm. i think that's what it's all about like we're here to to learn like we no one knows what's going on i certainly don't so um, i mean we were talking about this when we were walking the graveyard we were talking about um how I, I, and hopefully i can say it better than i did in the graveyard but i was saying like monks like there i was just watching something recently where we were saying like you know like even the most dedicated monks monks whether it be buddhists or whatever like when they slip up and they have a cigarette or they get mad or any of these things like people think that if you're completely enlightened that you're absent of those things Mm. but in reality those things are what's grounding you what's making you actually able to appreciate the human experience the lesson isn't there if you're perfect it's Mm. like you need those things in your life to ground you and make you an infallible human infallible Mm. human Mm. um being which is what that that's why you need to grow is because there's some invaluable nature to you you know mm. we're not perfect no 
I am. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Little Miss Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing so good before, Joey. We like did this a million times, and now. Oh. <laughs> That's what the podcast is. <laughs> Just us having a, a good old catch. Just balls. <laughs> balls to the walls. Uh, balls to the I walls. Snorted. Balls on fire. <laughs> we went and saw my morning jacket last night. Flying high. Holy shit! Smoke yeah. Smoke in the sky. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, that was a. We, we went and saw. Like, we went out of our way to go to like an obscure venue to see them because we've had a lot of opportunities to yeah. see them. But it was like, I just don't want to battle crowds and this mm-hmm. and that. And, like, we went to a, the most chill venue. It's so. Yale's Tennis Stadium. It's called Westville Music Bowl, and like, uh, <laughs> it's a good place to be like fucked up. Like, yeah. I hate to say it, like, but I would judge a venue on that. Like. We were fucking twisted in there oh, last yeah. night, and it wasn't an issue. No. No, no. one was pushing around. Like you can easily oh. switch seats or walk around. Only or issue was the climate change girl coming up and just yeah. interviewing We're us. We're like peeking on acid and dabs and like and kratom. Yeah. And this chick comes up to me and like, can I give you a little climate quiz? And I was like, I just waved her off. I said, I'll take care of this guy. Yeah, you said, I'm Get too high. You said, we're too high for this. Yeah. And, and she, she said, said, no, you no, guys can do this. And we're like, come on, man. All right. But we had fun. Yeah, we did. But uh, my morning jacket blew my mind. Yeah, I, I they totally. It's weird. Uh, like I, it, like we, uh, I've had a lot of people be like, "You would love that band," and I just never listened to him. But I listen to a lot of Jim James solo stuff, mm. and then we became friends with Jim. We're like, we should go see them, and uh, they rip. Like I don't, I don't even know how a band could rip much harder than that. I was saying ca- there's like three or four times when I was like, this, is, like it was like space jam music. It was <laughs> like they were really sent me to another dimension i just oh, kept yeah. my eyes closed and i was like this is crazy you i know, was right? literally in so much of another dimension that i forgot we were at a show like yeah. it was i was just in in the place like kind of meditation can take you when you're really yeah. when it's really working you know the nothing that's why i like to go to music with you guys because like i realized last night as i was sitting there just like and i had this effect when we went to radio city music hall for uh Bob Weir. And Bob yeah Weir. and uh we were I was just sitting there, and again, it's like you guys call it church. Mm. And I was like, you guys are the people I've literally seen the most live music with, for sure. Hell like, yeah. Uh, hands down. And it's like every time you have an opportunity to like, you're like, wait, what should I do? What should I dance? Should I you know. But then it really is like church. You just get to sit there, and it's like a meditation. Yeah. And like, you know, you could have a night. You could drink some beer and go dance around and whatever you want to do. But it's like when you sit down like last night it just it's uh it just it, it's very impactful oh yeah. yeah i i sit there and i close my eyes and like i had my eyes closed for maybe 92 percent of the show and i <clears throat> i opened my eyes and there's the sickest fucking light show i've ever fucking yeah, seen yeah. and i'm like how much of this did i miss yeah yeah because <laughs> I, I was just in a, in a in a trance are you talking about the white one with all the white speckles everywhere it was like well, they, they hit like the biggest disco ball yeah I've ever yeah seen. yeah and then and then they had some light that um, and with the smoke in the air because the Canadian yeah. wildfires are making it trippy again, there was some light that literally from our angle where Jim James was standing and playing, it looked like he was in a vortex of smoke, just yeah. getting swallowed into a vortex of smoke. I was like, this is the sickest fucking light yeah. show I've ever seen. Yeah, People were loving it. Everybody in there was having a great old time. The Dust Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we're cool, so we had backstage passes, but we're so cool that we were like, 
We're good. We're, we're good. We're gonna go home. We're gonna go ahead and go home. We can't be standing out here with people with posters. You can't, <laughs> I can't be waiting around with people that want to get their posters signed. And there was no pizza. They said there'd be pizza. No there pizza. was pizza, but we just had to be more patient for it. But I wasn't gonna be patient for pizza. There was gonna be a party that happened from like eleven till three in the morning, and we probably would have lasted ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's probably just better not to show your face at all. Oh, hundred percent. We were. I, I knew it was bad when we were walking down, and you were like, "Joe, do I look?" blazed and you looked at me i was like yeah for once do. and i'm like when sean looks blazed that means everyone around him's obliterated uh, but yes i knew yeah. how high <laughs> i looked i knew how high i looked and i was yeah, like it's, if it's he's bad. asking if, me if yeah. i look blazed you can guarantee you look yeah. like <laughs> fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> crazy <laughs> It was, it was fun though, but like, I mean, during the show, I was like, "There's no way we're going to this after party." That's what I was thinking the entire time I'm too. So I was, fucked up. I was like, "I guess we're doing it. I'll just be a shell of my myself, but I'm gonna enjoy this." Music uh, they're right gonna now. come off stage like like bright as yeah. a whistle. They haven't had anything to smoke or drink this whole fucking time. They're gonna come off all jacked up, and we're gonna be like, "Yeah, yeah, dude." The light show. Uh, uh, how do you guys do that? Do you hire somebody? Or? Was that the smoke from the mountains, or was that from? <laughs> Yeah, but um, it, mind-blowing. I think, uh, fuck, man. I hate to admit it. Jim James is like a fucking generational talent. Like, He's we're very, lucky very to have that guy out there and his band. And uh, shout-out to Louisville for producing yeah. those motherfuckers. And that little fucking, sorry, little thing he played, like he made a live loop. Yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> but sorry, no, I was just I was thinking when it was funny how we were like looking up who's from Connecticut because you're from oh, Connecticut. Yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> we're like famous people from Connecticut. And it was like Glenn Close. <laughs> Glenn John Close, uh, Josh Dickinson. Yeah. Like, who the fuck is this? I told you I was like, there's not a lot, and I guess John Mayer. I forgot about him, but like, who cares about him? And it's like, no, I'm kidding. He's I'm the most famous person from Connecticut. I know everyone cares about him, but that's why I don't care about him. But then other than that, yeah, like Glenn Close, like all these boring people, like. And then like, I looked up New York, and it was like Michael Jordan and yeah. everyone else. You look up Peekskill. There's more famous people that have come from Peekskill yeah. than all the whole state of Connecticut. How do you think? That, how do you think <laughs> that we have makes Mel me Gibson feel? and Pee Wee Herman? <laughs> how do you think that makes me feel? I'm I from know. Connecticut now. Well, it, I'm supposed to make a name for Connecticut. I gotta carry Connecticut on my back. It should <laughs> light a fucking fire <laughs> under. It, it is. Should. It has. Why do you this think is, I've been... <laughs> this is Connecticut's decade, so yeah. watch out. You have a rare opportunity to be the most famous person from Connecticut. Yes. At least the most famous comedian. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, do we know any comedians? It can't be hard. Here? There's not a lot of Connecticut comedians. No. 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 And I didn't start in Connecticut. I'm a Florida comedian right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you always will be. Yeah, me and Burt Kreischer. St. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, baby. Hell yeah. Uh, that made him who he is. Yeah, grow, oh, it growing did. Growing up in that area. Oh, it did. It's a good place to grow up if you want to become a hard partying comedian. Yeah, you probably ran into him when you were in high school around there. Probably. Yeah. Well, he's he's like six years older than me. You know? Probably did, though. He was still <laughs> in college, for sure. He went to college for seven years. <laughs> I told you that made the, the movie Van Wilder is about Burt oh, yeah. Kreischer. You thought I was joking. No, no. At first <laughs> I did, yeah. And then you told me. I was like, oh, my God. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I watched a whole little mini doc on Burt Kreischer, and I was like, at the end of it, I was like, yeah, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like him before either. No. Yeah. If you didn't like someone before and you watch a mini doc about them and you don't like them again, yeah. then it, there's probably nothing that's going to say Yeah, it's like, nah. Yeah. But I bet you, you would love this motherfucker if you got around him. Oh, yeah. I think he's course. one of those guys that enters a room and everyone's like, fuck, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Any dude who you talk shit about, it's like if, if he's being having shit talked about them, then they're probably they've done something yeah they've done something so yeah like john mayer like john mayer he's probably i did meet him i took his photo i fucking oh, yeah. I, him and fucking uh 
Bob, Bob Weir. Weir, we're at fucking Andy Cohen's birthday party. Put yeah. my hand on John Mayer's shoulder. I said, you like that? And he said, yeah. Are you <laughs> taller than him? Yeah. Nice. Right. I, pa- I said, hey, listen here, pup. <laughs> listen, Sit. young blood. Yeah, listen here, young blood. I put the, <laughs> my hand on the back of his neck. <laughs> no, uh, the best thing happened, my best day of my life was the other week when I was like, oh, you know who my biggest crush is? Aubrey Plaza and you were like oh I'll send you her phone number and I oh, thought yeah. you were fucking around and then oh. you actually had her phone number and oh, sent it to me and I was like Joe you are the man <laughs> you should yeah. call her you should just call her and just, just be fingering yourself like, yeah, yeah just be like look I got your number from Joey Lipstein <laughs> <laughs> you probably remember him right <laughs> you probably remember he sold you weed in college remember <laughs> remember no I'm waiting for the perfect day to use that yeah. I'm not sure when or <laughs> I'll just do it when I'm on Molly I'll call her I think that'd be a great time <laughs> oh my god We'll send her a selfie video. Yeah, that's always the best time to leave people stuff is on Molly, right? Well, that's what Cass <laughs> did with Dean Ween. We took Molly one day. It was just us two at the apartment. Uh, no, this was during uh, quarantine. So it was me, you, and Carrie. And we took Molly together once, the three of us. And for like 20 minutes, Cass was just gone, like right when it kicked in. And I'm like, what the hell? And she comes out and she's like, I sent a message to Dean Ween. Oh. And like her eyes are flying saucers. <laughs> and I'm like, what did you tell him? You, you know, it, like what, what, did, what did you say? I don't know. It was for Cameo because he like was doing I cameo. remember you sent me that video. I was like, what? Yeah, you, you, you sent a him song. a Cameo request for, uh, for Church of Chill. But like yeah. her request was through video. Yeah. And he did it. And he yeah. played the song and yeah. he, he sent us back a Cameo. And then when we met Dean. He was like, I know you. He couldn't get off of it. He was like, I know you. And you're like, I did send you a cameo request. Uh-huh. Hi. Very so high. high. Hey, so Dean, love you so much. I, yeah. I, th- I found the video the other day, and oh I was like, God. oh, my God. Well, this Cass, is so humiliating. You on psychedelics, like, leaving video evidence is hilarious. Like, oh. we, all, we all look oh. insane. Well, because she likes taking pictures when we trip, too. Yeah. So there's a lot of a lot Which of evidence good. of our tripping. It's, it's good. It's good. Yeah. But when it gets out onto Instagram, like, it's it can... Uh, I, I think I'm only really embarrassed. If I was going to be embarrassed about the way I behaved, the only drug would probably be Molly. I would be like, let's not. You know? Yeah, that's... I, it's not like I ever... I don't ever do anything I regret, but, like, I know one. I probably look different and weird. The, yeah. one, the Molly one is, like, because I feel like I'm, like, a fucking crack elf. I'm, like... I'm yeah, so I, feel, I feel like my eyes are like very yeah. open and yeah. like I'm just, you know. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm like, as soon as it's videotaped or anything, you start to feel like you're like, oh, this doesn't feel real anymore. And yeah. you're like, you're like. I don't know. I feel like Molly's the least embarrassing. You're like a love beam who loves everyone and loves everything. In the like, moment, it's not we're embarrassing. Men. We're men. We got to hold that down. We're just innocent I think men. ketamine's the most embarrassing because your oh. eyes get all small and you're just like. Also, Molly, especially for me, obviously, it's like, you know, I've been through scenarios where it's like I had a proposal be recorded on, on Molly. Where it's she like, recorded that. Yeah, it's recorded. I don't, I need to, I don't know if I can ever find that. I don't think. We should hack her phone. Yeah, she's got to send destroy it. that. Yeah, someone needs to. <laughs> if, that, if that gets held up in court, you're fucked. Uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> 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 but no, I just feel like it's uh, it's it's not as embarrassing in the moment, but when you look back on it, you're like. Oh yeah, when I looked that video that I sent, I was yeah. like, "Whoa, this is wild." Yeah, I saw because you were cracked out. I I saw one of these spiritual girls on Instagram, the, the kinds we usually make fun of, but she was yeah. making a really good point about not taking Molly too soon into a relationship. Oh yeah. And I was like, I, I feel like we have that as a personal rule with us, that but we, we, break we break it, it every fucking time because she's like, a lot of stuff's going to come up that, um, yeah, basically, it, basically like your amygdala is like disabled. Like yeah. you, you can't, you can't make judgments the way you previously Not would. even that. It's like, 
you might be yeah. so around someone who you don't necessarily feel safe with, but you feel safe around them on Molly. So you yeah. fall in love with this version of them. That's the most loving version that they yeah. are. Or you, sorry. You're not sure you could let something slip and be like, oh, shit, I fucking and not even think about it. But then you're in Molly thing. And then the next day be like, oh, maybe I should. That came out wrong. I shouldn't have said. Yeah. That. Like, yeah. Fucking uh, I was in, like like it's kind of like. But we do Molly right, so you don't really have that. But it's kind of like a night of drinking when you wake up the next morning. You're like, "What did I say?" And you're like, "We've oh. also not done it right. We've ta- we've done probably six or ten Molly trips that were very spur of the moment. Yeah, like yeah. Someone yeah. came over and we're just all excited and we're like, let's just take Molly together. Yeah. And that's you. That if there's ever any kind of regretful, like, uh, what did I say? It's usually that. But I don't. But know. But why really. wouldn't you want to take Molly with a cute girl? It's just the most fun night. You're just like, duh. Like, what else yeah. could we do? This. And it's not a sexual thing. No. no. At all. It, it becomes the opposite. It actually yeah. takes that off the table. Yeah. It's like I'm not. Which makes it that. way more intimate. Which is what really you want in the end. Anyway, yeah. this is like intimacy. Like yeah. It, has, it does like. When I'm on Molly, I don't want to have sex with somebody. I don't care about sex. I'm like, I want to like get to know you or like. I really just want to be around like my closest friends at yeah. this point when yeah. I do it. Um, cause that, that's where there's work to be done. Like, you know, when we all take Molly together, like we can process some of the fucking heavy shit we've gone through together. Exactly. We can apologize for things. We can reiterate, reiterate how much we love each other. Totally. You know, but sometimes it's, uh, it's not the best thing to be always keeping in the mix. I feel like it's one of the things that kept us in the thing with mayor longer than we probably should have been in it, mm. you know? Like, yeah, just when things are coming to a point where it's like, we should probably break up. Well, it's also been four months or six months since we've done Molly. Molly. Let's yeah. take Molly. And then that'll hold you over. For then I'll hold you over till, for another, like, four to six months. And then it's like, it's probably time to break up. But it's also time to take Molly. And then, like, y- you think you're processing stuff because you took Molly together or whatever. But and you say, I'm sorry. And yeah. you talk. And you feel Oh, no. My, yeah. my relationship was six months too long probably because of molly like it was, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean i think it should come on the warning label yeah it's like it should be like you know don't trip with a fucking yeah but also like that's the thing when you take it with your close friends and family and people you love and trust like you actually have somewhere to build upon where it's like if you take it with strangers you're just letting your love just like it's like uh, sure you can yeah. build but it's like little sandcastles you can get knocked down mm-hmm. over it's yeah like, right. you want to build like a cabin like a fucking yeah mountain, yeah you know? i do think that like I think Sean and I have been together over a decade and we've done it together several times at this point. And I feel like it's helped our relationship to the point where like, I feel like our relationship doesn't really need Molly or whatever. You know what I mean? Like we've worked through so much together that I have nothing to say to each other. We've had uh, how many Molly trips where it's like, like we're like, well, we'll work shit out. And and then we don't even say anything to each other. You did one where you guys didn't talk. We did one in this room where we took it and we didn't listen to music or say anything. Yeah, that's the best. I think that's awesome, honestly. That was just natural. And then we did one where we double dosed and said we're not talking to each other. And we just laid next to each other with, with blindfolds on. And for three hours, and then an alarm went off after three hours, and that was when we were allowed to talk. Wow. I also feel like we have the, like, memory in there. Like, I was really mean today, and I'm sorry if you're processing that I don't still. Care. But I you do weren't f- mean. I, d- I was mean. And I said some mean things, and you said some mean things. But I feel like at the end of that, I was just like, we love each other. Like, oh, like we can all, but, like, we ha- we've worked through mean stuff before, and we have, like, the pathway towards, like, yeah, we love each other, and, like, this is all water under the bridge, that I truly believe that we can kind of, I'm not saying we should say mean things together, and I'm not saying they don't hurt or whatever. Yeah. I'm just saying that I feel like because of the work we've done together, we do have the pathway to be like, okay, yeah, 
I was being mean, you were being mean, we were being mean, but we love each other. We're not going to hold on to that, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, or let that like. We were, it's just a strong, unshakable foundation. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like my dad always says, like, uh, you got to do the heavy lifting of love. Like, you could easily say you love people for sure, but like, there's work that, in like, the work you put in is the work you get out in terms of love, and that goes yeah. for relationships, like with just friends, everything. It's like the work you put in is the work you're gonna get out, and it's and it's yeah, it shows. I mean, you guys have been together for so long. It's like. Oh. And, and and we don't like do like oh we're broken up or fake breakups no, or this no, or that no. or like we don't it's not even a question we I don't play those games no. and and that's good like that that's yeah. off the table but, yeah um, yeah I feel like the, the 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 psychedelic journeying has definitely made us stronger for sure if you come out on the other side of like toad and fucking ayahuasca and like just all the things like that just just getting scared you know like you've seen me get scared like truly like to my core i've seen you get scared to shaken to your core we've both seen that with Cass. Mm-hmm. like where it's just like whoa like you are fear incarnate right now mm-hmm. and it's crazy and you know with the mean stuff i sometimes question i'm like do do people or me or like does everybody like just have a certain amount of mean things that they need to say and that there's more healthy outlets to like where like maybe I could just talk shit about somebody else with Joey and I just got all my mean my mean quota for the month out like <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean because yeah. I don't want it to come out on you but it's like almost a safe place for us to do that dance yeah. and get it done with so we could just be so nice to everybody else and really no, show no, up. No, sometimes it feels like I'm like vice versa. I'm sure it goes, but sometimes I feel like I'm fucking getting the brunt of your anger. Of and course, that's, and that's of why course. I'm like, I'll give you mine. Like yeah. you want to give me the brunt of your anger yeah. or your frustration? Like well, you better watch out because I'll fucking meet you there. Yeah. You know, and I think I think sometimes we play a game of I don't know if it's chicken or whatnot, but it's like, oh, you want to be mean? I can be mean, you know, or something. Mm. I think it's like it's uh, sometimes there is that 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 thing where you're like, oh, there's something that like sometimes it'll come to you. It's like an inspirations for like an idea. It's like, oh my god, that is what I need to say, or that's what that's a thought that like feel it could be rooted in anger, but you're like, that's that's a good thought. That's like that's yeah. worthy of saying, and then. When you do get it out, again, it is like that therapeutic, like, oh, my God, I got it out, and I got through a fight with somebody or whoever. And this is not you guys in particular. It's like this applies for me. It's like you get you say it in the fight, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, fuck. I kind of needed to say that for it to come out and for me to get better. But I think there's probably – I think the solution in some respects is like it's it, it's okay to have that thought. It's just how much weight you give it. And how much you want to, you know, like, like, are you putting it on somebody else? Because at the end of the day, if you, once you say it to somebody, it's putting it on the other person and it's become unfair to them. You're describing my whole inner monologue with all this stuff because the thought will come to you and all it is is a fake fucking story and it's usually steeped in negativity. Yeah. And it sounds good in your head. And then even as you say it, you're like, that sounded good, but you didn't think about the repercussions No. and, and you know. What is it going to be your follow-up to someone's reaction to you fucking saying that wild-ass thing? Totally. And that's where I just end up, like, in over my head. And Well, it, uh, who says, like, is, is it better to be right or happy? You know what I mean? Or yeah. something like that, you know? Because it's, like, this righteousness of, like... That was in that show, Dave. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I highly recommend this show on Hulu called Dave. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty funny. Um, well, yeah, he just says at one point, he's like, you could be right or you can be happy. Well, and, and yeah. but because we've seen such inf- infinite sides of each other and I've seen you scared or, I, you know, it's like because yeah. I know that side of you, like anything mean you say to me, 
as long as I know it's like flowing through you and out of you, like it yeah. might hurt me or whatever, but I don't hold on to it because yeah, I know. I think we're both pretty good about that for like uh, obvious reasons. Yeah, because we have a lot of context. Yeah, and we don't offer that to strangers because we don't have context mm-hmm. for them. But like, it's easy for you to think, even when I'm being mean, like, well. I mean, his parents are out of control today, and like Katie had a seizure, and he didn't eat, and like you have all this context. Like, doesn't mean I won't call you a little bitch. No, yeah. it's okay. I'll be like I, you're I mean, a little I like yeah. I was being, and then I was like calling you a whiny bitch today, and I was like, oh God, I'm being so mean, and I don't even care. Like, who yeah. does that? Who calls their partner a whiny bitch? And then everybody, like, by the way, yeah, probably a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> probably a lot of people say. But it's a lot good. Worse I can, shit. I can handle it. I can handle you throwing, you just splash water in my face. <laughs> I I, do you know about that, Joey? No. Yeah. I have I Cass has done this to me a number of times. It's <laughs> it's like the most humiliating. Yeah. It is kind of like that. Yeah, that is a girl thing to do. Mm. I like I have, you know, my parents didn't fight and like we fight me and Sean and my parents are like where does that come from? Like my parents didn't fight. Like I'm not they where should does have. that Maybe they'd maybe be they, together. Yeah, maybe uh. they would be together if they did fight. But I have this thing that when I'm really mad or I feel like I can't get through to Sean, uh, I've thrown a glass, so from now I try multiple not to th- times and not a. <laughs> yeah. I remember one time a shot glass shattering against the wall. Yeah. And that was pretty bad. But since then, I've like, I throw water out of a glass. It's better. It's better than it's a glass. better. And yeah. then so I threw water on him today, like kind of like I just took the water glass and I went like this, not like not like that in yeah. his face, just kind of like whoosh, where water went all over the room. <laughs> and then Sean hands me the glass and he's like, "You throw water at me again, throw water at me again," and I won't go like this and I can throw it on my face. Oh my god, that's funny. No, because he like picked up another glass to do it. I was like, "Yeah, go ahead, do it. Smash it. Throw it in my face. Smash the glass. Do whatever the fuck you were gonna and do." And she right smashed now. it in her own face. <laughs> yeah. Well, here I think I think honestly like. In terms of like these, uh, when you find these like sore spots or like that thought that comes up and all these things, like what it is, it's providing a roadmap for like your own growth. Like I feel like that for me at least, yeah. like like it's it's actually it, it's like a it's like a fucking blister on the bottom of your toe. It's like <laughs> it's it's a pointing to where the healing needs to be, like the sensitivity to it and the pain from it is where the healing needs to be. And it's actually like a road marker and it's just, it's, there's just going to be signs no matter what of how you can do it better. And I'm, I, again, it's like, this is applies for everything, not just relationships and whatever. It's like, it's, it's a sore spot in which you <clears throat> have some learning to do on how to deal with or like whatever frustration, it is. Frustration, yeah, because yeah, it's how I deal with frustration is when I feel like I can't get through to Sean, I become Limp biscuit. I'm like, break yeah. stuff. I want to just like breaking shit up. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Break stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Your boyfriend ever say what? No. <laughs> Did you have a bad day? <laughs> break it. <laughs> the water in his fucking face. <laughs> 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 right. Yeah, Cass definitely... Cass gets very new metal. I get grunge. Yeah. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I, I don't change my tone. I don't raise my voice. Like, there's maybe a little bit more intensity what I'm doing, but I'm more just, like, grunge, depressive, like, inherently well, just you, moody. And then she goes new metal on me. Yeah. You're like a, you're <laughs> like a grungy poet, like, very precise words with yeah. very weighted words. Yes. And like, you even astutely said today, you're like, I don't have the, like, precise words, so I'm just going to get louder and say yeah. more like, yeah. at you like, yeah. and it's true it's like you know it's like different that's your guys different tools of dealing with it and there has to be a moment where you guys meet in the middle and again this isn't just for you guys it's for everybody and everything it's just like you meet in the middle and that's where the healing needs you know that's where the t- the new tools lie that you can yeah, deal with. Yeah. It's like the next level up you got hit with some shrapnel today yeah. Joey I'm like I Joey you don't need to be saying. in this fight 
and he's oh like, yeah <laughs> he was like well you know because i took I was like, like, maybe there's a compromise maybe you I'm could like, be only get ready for because i was like i just want to take be able to take a shower an and you're like and then sean's like it takes you an hour and joey's like well maybe you could compromise and it'll only take you 30 minutes so i'm like joey you, you take, take three, three hours, hours to wake up and by the time and i was like okay cool all right, all right. <laughs> i okay. thought that was that one was kind of funny though because i was like whatever i was yeah. like it's just residual runoff but <laughs> uh, like <laughs> it wasn't really directed at me yeah as i said Cass like, was like hit yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't no 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 but yeah no i mean but even us it's like we have enough foundation that like when you say that i'm not affected by it i'm like oh she's just pissed. Like, true yeah <laughs> especially i literally was like yeah i mean you're right i mean <laughs> i was ready for the podcast but i did wake up at 11 30 fine no, <laughs> no i'm kidding i that um, so did i though i woke yeah. up at 11 30 today <laughs> i was so wiped out but you know i do i i, I am grateful overall like that our genders line up with our genres like like you can't have like if if it was switched and I was new metal and you yeah. were grunge, oh, it, wow. you would have had to leave me a long totally. time ago. Oh, yeah. You would be so scared if I ever smashed <laughs> something. No, totally. Or punched something or yeah. threw something Hulk or smashed. tore something apart. Yeah, I like, had a boyfriend who fucking would destroy stuff and I'm like, Oh, it's just a matter of time. I wouldn't even have a right? friend who destroy mm-hmm. I wouldn't have a friend who destroys stuff. I wouldn't put that Oh that yeah, no, it's like, no, sorry. It's scary. Yeah. I mean Sean considers that I've hit him, but I'm like, I don't hate you, you just get in my space and I push you out of my space <laughs> yeah i don't care just I don't like know. get like, out of my space mm. you're an ectomorph as long as you were an endomorph yeah if she was an endomorph coming at me that'd be a problem i wouldn't know what to do i have to pee sorry one second yeah but you know we just we keep going it is true though like i maybe because of my gender can get away with like i don't break stuff anymore I mean, I maybe I do, but I'm sorry. Yeah. I am sorry. Like, I don't want to be like good. this. Yeah, I, I don't want to be like this either. Yeah. I, I almost wish that there was, you know, l- like I heard I heard uh, the Steve-O from Jackass say, like, it was a gift how intense of an addict and alcoholic he was because it gave him impetus to, to make a big change. Right. And, you know, like, I almost wish that there was, like, some, like, reckoning of like okay yeah i gotta i gotta change my wicked ways but like uh, i'm just disciplined enough that i don't raise my voice i I just say raw ass shit Mm -hmm. so you know it's it's easy enough after all is said and done to be like whatever you know moving on but if i had smashed something or whatever yeah i might be like talking to a therapist right now or or whatever And and it might help me move past some of this stuff but um i don't know we'll see (laughs) <laughs> we'll see where we get, but it's it's an interesting thing. It's kind of like my personality across the board. Same thing with addiction. If I was just one notch further more like that, I would probably have impetus to do something about it. Mm. But I'm not. It's so manageable. Like yeah. and my ma- my anger is manageable, and it's and it comes in very like like I was saying to you, like yeah. Cass and I haven't gotten into it since we last saw you. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know what's going on, or. If I feel extra pressure, if she's putting extra pressure on me and like. I think there's just like a tightness of like Joey's here and we want to be in a good mood. And so we just like we get mad at each other. Like you're really going to be a little bitch right now. Are you fucking <laughs> I, kidding I, I, me? To me, it's not even like that. And then I can't even be then I can't even like hold space and be nice because I'm so mad that you're mad at all that I don't like I can't we can't even get back there soon because I'm like, this is un- unbelievable. I just felt like I was in a situation where it's like you were calling me a bad director and a bad boyfriend. And I'm like, I can I not, I can't be both in one day. I can't even be a director and a boyfriend in the same day, let alone be terrible at both those mm-hmm. things like. 
just choose if I'm a bad boyfriend or I'm a bad director right now because I will tailor my arguments towards you, you know, based on that. <laughs> well, I also think it's like probably again why it arises now in other arguments, like because it's uh, when we're on the pursuit of doing something, like we're, everything's heightened as we're going towards this project or when we're yeah, on it. Yeah, so yeah. every single time we're on it, it's going to heighten everything. So of course it's going to like, there's going to be clashing at some point, you know, because it literally happens right before we take Molly too. Yeah. Like yeah. there's meltdowns yep. start happening. Yep. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? The whole world's falling apart right before yeah. we take this very sacred thing. Yeah. It's just part of the balance. Maybe it's part of the hero's journey. It's mm. like, to resist the urge to be like, fuck it, I'm calling this off. I, we're not in the place to do this right now, which I did on the end of our yeah. last shoot. I think that was honestly a good call. By the yeah, end we needed it, to go home. Everything that we did felt so weird and like we were bad. Like not bad, but it was like, it was just a little somber, I think, especially as we were leaving. But then it's like, as we, soon we needed as, to be home. We found again, my dad on the kitchen floor two it, days later. I was going to say, like, a week, as the week went on when we got back, I was like, Oh, I I found my fucking apartment would have been a week more destroyed. It would have been yeah, exactly who knows, like yeah. literally we needed to, something was drawing us home and it was making us a little cranky. That's, yeah. But that's like why I judge anything. Yeah. Like maybe we were supposed to record this podcast at five p.m. instead of. I have no problem with that. I have know? no problem with that. I just want to know that. Yeah. Well, you can't know. But the the, the thing is, we can't like well, you know. Yeah. It's like it's happening perfect. It's unfolding perfectly. No, I, and I we both want to get back to the I, good I understand. place. Part yeah. of my frustration is just like, can we just have a time and a day of the week that we do this? so it doesn't seem like a surprise every time like that was part of where my frustration was coming from like why can't we just do this thing we say we're gonna do and i was like yeah i just needed 40 minutes instead of 10 jeez yeah well and and i like i was telling you guys i'm like yo there's a window where i'm like i'm buzzing and i'm ready to talk and then there's like uh, the the day starts to go a little bit more energetically down and i'm like i just don't want to be recording during that part but here we are yeah (laughs) well i just think (laughs) <laughs> and it's going great. No, um, it's the best podcast yeah. ever. No, I mean yeah. it, it, it is good. I, I honestly, I'm, I'm enjoying. It. I, I think honestly, like it's what you guys are both saying. Both of you guys, I am able to objectively see it. It's like both of you guys have good points. It's just that's again, that's just where the work is. Both of you guys, it's like that's you know what you got. You guys both have valid points that need to meet in the middle and see. And then next time it's like, you just do it better next time. There's no, the past is a good blueprint, but it's not something that you should like prophesize over. Like this is what's going to happen because then you'll bring that to the next time. And and that's what, that's my mistake is like, I'm like, cast does a very innocent thing of like, yeah, it was a crazy night last night. I'm going to take a long shower and just fucking unwind. And I'm like, this is what you do every time. Yeah. You know, and I'm bringing in all this stuff to today that has nothing to do with today like who cares if she takes another half hour yeah but to me i'm like you're gonna do this for the 308th time in a row like yeah. we can't just get on there right now and just talk like i never get to doll myself up i yeah. wish i could look good on this thing i don't you know do how good. Thanks, man. <laughs> i did get a shower after all yeah <laughs> and, we, and yeah and i think again it's like both of those are valid valid things and we do this often we oh you know you're always going to bring your previous story to where you're at. But in re- in reality, it's like you're bringing your trauma uh, to try to solve a problem. And there, and honestly, like it just requires your presence. It doesn't require any of the other baggage that you're bringing. Mm. Yeah. And you say everything so astutely and oh, kind. No, you're really, uh, you're really good in these things. And we he's don't great. need to use you as a therapist, but like I, you know, there's like a moment where I should level up and then I'm like, say to Sean, I'm like, aren't you bored of hearing yourself talk? (laughs) Like he needs me to like say something kind and I double down on being an asshole. Mm -hmm. 
And then it's like, that's, but then my karma is like, now we have to be in here for another two hours or yeah, whatever, we, you know. <coughs> we all do that. And it's easy for me to commentate when I'm on the outside because you guys are smart and I respect you and I can see kind of the patterns I get into. And then I'm like, oh, this is, it's, it's like a, it's like, oh shit, I can have a front row experience to it without actually experiencing it and feeling like the stress hormones. <laughs> oh, bro. <laughs> yeah but the, i mean it's also the unique situation that we continue to put ourselves in is like people get to bear witness to the behind the scenes of our relationship and like you know there's certain people that were like we don't protect you from it we definitely don't protect joey from it but like if we had to bear witness to him and his girlfriend fighting or whatever like i mean it would probably drive me crazy i can't imagine what this guy goes through having to watch us fight i know that's why i get so mad at you but it's also I'm there's like, nothing to really be embarrassed about you gotta turn it on yeah joey, there, okay. there's nothing to be embarrassed about because uh, i'm sure joey has as equally as embarrassing fights with oh, his yeah. girl 100%. like i'm sure of it and, and everyone does yeah all, all all fights are embarrassing yeah to a certain degree well it's yeah it's like when you're it's fighting like i with lost some, my cool yeah especially with someone you love and you're intimate with or whatever yeah. it's like or family it's like you always resort back to like some sort of embarrassment and shame because again that's that's the sensitivity that's where the healing needs to happen it's probably stems down from something long ago that you just haven't upgraded your tools on how to deal with it yet that's all it is yeah yeah and it's a chance to upgrade but the thing that sucks is like your fucking nervous system is hijacked and we're in our, as we said at the beginning of this podcast, we're in our non-upgrading stage. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're in the fuck it, I'm a raw as yeah, human being yeah. stage. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I am still upgrading. But yeah, I do feel that too. Like, I still feel like I'm upgrading, but I also do feel that too. Or I'm like, all right, I'm just going to fucking, I don't need to fucking write journal about this. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> that actually probably would help me of yeah. all the things. That, yeah, probably just like, because I do like like. I would have mornings in Brooklyn where, like, I just, like, woke up and I wasn't in a great mood. And I would just write, like, a Facebook rant. Yeah. And it would have nothing to do with Cass. But then it would also start your day on a, like, ranty because that's a public space. So I stopped doing it. But I I do think, you know, there is this thing of, you know, couples who have couples therapy once a month. And they save their, you know, fights or the thing. Or not even a couples therapy with a therapist. But, like, we'll meet once a like, we're not going to fight anymore. We'll meet once a month and talk about all the things that pissed us off. All right. And then by the time, <laughs> someone was Sorry. just telling me about this, and by the time you get to that day, most of it's like, you just like don't care to bring it up. Like, you're not going to be like, hey, you know, it really pissed me off that you were 30 minutes late to that podcast. Well, that's why it feels like this wouldn't be an effective thing. I like just moving the energy as it comes up because yeah. what you're suggesting would be like, Come to me with a pile of evidence at the yeah. end of the month and we'll talk it out. And it's like, what? Yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, going to be irrelevant. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Even as you're saying this stuff, I'm like, Sean, this is an irrelevant problem you're having with me. Yeah. Like, this is this is oh, stupid. This, Do you know what I it mean? It was. And it was stupid. I was, I was and you're mad taking at the other times you've done this to me and it just felt like part of that pattern. And I'm like, I keep telling you. Yeah, but we yeah, we mm-hmm. take these things out on each other that we really just need to internally process in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, I need you to make me feel better and make me feel safe that you won't be late again. And it's like, or I'm just late. Yeah, you know? it's no big deal. And you still love me. Yeah, I guess. I guess. No, I, guess. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely do. I love yeah. you more. Yeah. You know, because you definitely, you show your loyalty, that's for sure. <laughs> How's that? By just staying with me, like, you know, I could just be such a fucking piece of shit. That made me too. Yeah, that's you like... guys are, no one's being loyal then. I mean, well, you guys are being loyal to each other, but I just We're loyal like, ass dogs. Yeah, you guys, <laughs> this is a dog pack. We're perfectly fucked up for each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's like, uh, it's why meditation is so important 
is like it really just helps keep things smooth especially the schedule we're on like we do it as soon as you wake up and then you do it at the time of the day that you would normally like want to nap yeah. or just be getting in a bad mood to just offer yourself the gift of nothing yeah, yeah. and to just sit there and bear witness to the insanity and the di- the mental digestion process and all the stuff like you you meditate when you get up and it's kind of like more about your dreams and if your if your thoughts pull you anywhere it's in like what am i going to do today but then when you do that second meditation it's kind of like your brain processing all the shit you just did for the last 8 hours mm. and you kind of just like kind of watch that movie in your head and then maybe get to that place of nothingness but I, I just think, like, if we didn't offer ourselves that reprieve, our shit would be way more off the rails. Like, way more off the and rails. And we'll be 10 years more into this and be like, man, we just kept doing meditation. We should have just broken up 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we just meditated through it. Yeah, we just kept um, Yeah, but that's more sustainable than Molly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we were kind of on one for drinking coffee the first time in a while, too. I had one sip of coffee. Don't even. It's not even. I was on one. I was literally. You might have had more than me, and maybe it affected you more. I woke up with a splitting headache, and one of the things I try to do is as like it's like first I'll try Advil and water and a shower and this and that, and like the last resort is like, will caffeine help this? And it kind of did. Yeah, I can't. But I drop because if I took any more, I think it would make the headache worse. Yeah, no, caffeine can help headaches with with the blood flow and whatnot. I just uh. Yeah, I mean, last night was pretty pretty long. It was so fun, but it's like they put you in such a trance. It's like you're sitting there for hours. I was like, like it was it was it was a long no one. set break, no the, set break. The, either, yeah, you know, like we're used to jam bands who all do it like the Grateful Dead yeah. way, and you know they'll play for a total of two and a half hours. These guys played for two and a half hours, like Ween style, like we're Which plowing is through the songs. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I mean. I don't know. I, I I think of Jim different now. Yeah. It's crazy, you know. I just kind of know him as like a, a dude we hang out with out in L.A. and like he's fun and just like just a, a regular dude. And then you see him do that, and you're like, oh my god. You're, he put on a show. You're he was very like, special. Yeah, he was like a star. He was like running around Dancing, and doing the fucking yeah. getting people to dance with him. He made up a song about New Haven. Like, oh my god, that was so crazy. He's like doing full loops and then like dancing around he flew at one point when i when i see a show like that all i like the stoned me when i do get distracted i'm like they got to do this again tomorrow and the next day like this is insane yeah this is an insane way to make a living to go around like putting on like the performance of a lifetime every night oh yeah Mm -hmm. it's harder than a comedian because uh, i would think it's harder than a comedian you're like you got to give it everything there's no like silence of like a, com- a comic can be like i'm waiting for that joke to land or like yeah. whatever it is or yeah. a laughing break or whatever it's like music you're just like especially the type of music they're playing they're like they just were hammering at it for two hours moving around i'm like he's probably sweating oh yeah burning calories he's gonna need pizza after he's gonna he, need- anyone would anyone would <laughs> yeah i mean and uh it's it, man. They have the most enviable job when it, when they're on that level. If you're on that level of musicianship and performing, where it's second nature to them, yeah. which it obviously is, it's it is. the best job you could have. You're performing. It's all yeah. performance. Because even comedians you fucking love could still bomb. Yeah. And and it's just not going to happen with a musician. I mean, people might leave and be like, oh, I wish they played this song, that song, but 
you can play the same songs for fucking 20, 30, yeah. 50 fucking yeah. years. Like a comedian has it like every time someone comes to see you, you better have Evan. some saying something different than you did last time. That is so interesting. And it puts you in a different kind of bind. It you know? does. It's like a refresher. I mean, I got to say like before I left town, I did, uh, I hosted a mic at Sunshine City Comedy Club. Shouts out. Um, I hosted it and then there was an open mic right after and we went up and, uh, some of the crowd had because it goes right from the show to the open mic like it doesn't even break or anything it just goes right into it so people stay and so everybody beforehand had seen like an hour and a half before like all the shit that i had so i was like (laughs) i'm not gonna do that so then i just did brand new material and honestly like it was more freeing than anything because it's like yeah you i don't know i I just wasn't it, it it just it leveled me up in that way because i was like i just realized i was taking my jokes too seriously like well and and uh, w- something I was saying to you yesterday you ran a bit by me and I was like it's brilliant you need to perform it in a way that it seems like you just came up with that yeah. or you're coming up with it so it needs to be a lot of pregnant pauses and contemplative like even if it's a bit of acting on your part I yeah. think it'll sell that a little bit more Bloody but that's what a musician has to do every night that is their one <coughs> thing that they have to they have to go out there and act like this is their first time yeah doing this if if they want to if they really care about the audience yeah. which my morning jacket clearly does definitely definitely uh, show oh yeah yeah definitely whoa that was that That was that one that thing hits like a motherfucker this thing this is like baby work this is baby work that's baby work there's things that i might get confused you are get a little confused confused. get very confused oh god i did too much (laughs) that's your brain (laughs) <laughs> once stabs get in your life your brain your life your everything is gonna get wonky it, yeah it's just a, it's like a little more squishy yeah it's like <laughs> a little it's just life just becomes like a little bit more <laughs> you were riding a roller coaster <laughs> uh, now it's a water park yeah. yeah like weed regular weed it's just like keeps me on the level this fucks me up <laughs> this, this definitely this got us looking how we looked last night which was Probably the funniest thing in the world to see you look stoned was like I'm like, do I look normal? Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, we're about to go back there. And like the thing about going backstage that dawned on me, I was like, because when I've done it before, it's always this. It's like, yeah, of course we want to go chill with our bro, but he's like the lead singer of this band. Everyone's gonna go on a chill with him, so we have to be in the mood to go chop it up with a bunch of strangers. Yeah, and I just don't. I'm I'm not. Yeah, we weren't prepared for that. Oh, that could have been like an 8 p.m. thing. Yeah, yo, yeah, definitely. When I when I was like peaking on everything, I would I would have been a fucking killer back there. I would have been performing. I just would have gone on stage. Yeah, Yeah, let me take over. Yo, let me yo, (laughs) (laughs) let me do a tight five real quick. (laughs) But we're going to see more comedy shows, more concerts, and we're we're gonna keep ripping away at Wild Magic. Fuck yeah! It's just gonna keep finding us, and I think this was just kind of like. Like, the, people say the calm before the storm. This is, like, the chaos before the storm. Mm-hmm. And really, like, in these, like, little three-week downtime we had, I thought we were going to catch an in-breath, and we didn't. No. And it's okay. Uh, I think it'll help us. It'll make us... It'll make this movie what it's going to be. Yeah. Like, we're really pushing ourselves to the brink. I feel like I had a good in-breath, honestly, back at home. Like, it was, like... It was a chaos when I arrived home. Yeah. The ceiling fell through. My fucking bathroom ceiling fell through from a leak. Three in the morning. And then uh, I get home and I have to like go to my parents' house. But I'm like, from there, I'm like, all right, I have a place to go. Yeah. I was working out and everything. I was doing comedy. And then it's like, 
this is this is kind of this is exciting because we're kind of going to a new we had such a flavor the last trip that we were on that it's like it's gonna uh accentuate it's gonna be like a ketchup to a chicken nugget oh yeah ketchup i'm hungry (laughs) ketchup to chicken nugget that's That's disgusting that's actually good what are you talking you put ketchup on a chicken nugget what else would you put put on a barbecue barbecue Barbecue. some sort of honey mustard honey mustard's good nine things before ketchup i feel like ketchup is just for french fries and like maybe on a burger Mm. i don't like when i see people put it on a hot dog i don't <laughs> the hell are you doing? I had a hot dog last night. No, I'm kidding. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how damn. long did we do this for? Oh, we did it. Yeah. Great. We did it. Love it. it <laughs> great. Cats so like great. 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 Cool. Great. Cool. Cool. We did it. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Yo, look Peace. out for Boys Club. Him. Oh, yeah. Patreon.com slash Church of Chill. Lots of Boys Club's episodes. Yeah. We're going to be coming. doing more. They're Lots coming. more coming. And uh, the Church of Chill free um those are free on patreon and what else is on there oh the discord community get on there and become our friend there's a really interesting conversation going on there mm-hmm. right now especially so join us patreon.com slash church chill sean cass and joey the very a podcast peace love and magic